Welcome back. We're so grateful you're here with us. As we delve today into some routines and habits that we have cultivated and also the practice of not being perfect, this episode is a great example of that because I, for one, was a little bit hesitant to put this out there. I felt like it just wasn't really um, perfect enough too many ramblings, maybe just, you know, could be better. However, as I re-listened to it, there were definitely some gems and some great things just to share. And I would love to hear your take on it and what your morning routines are and habits and um, how you cultivate gratitude, especially as we move into the season of gratitude. Please share with us. And let's get started. We thought today we would dive into some of the habits and whether they're daily habits or weekly habits or just things that we find help us stay connected to the bigger picture. So we're very passionate about sharing above, down, inside out as a philosophy and how that fits into our world and our lives. And it's not something that is very common out in the world and so it's something we find we have to continually connect with and refresh with and build our our days and our weeks around intentionally so i know that i have a number of different habits and things that have helped me over the years grow stronger in my own uh, conviction and understanding And Joe does too, so we were going to share some of that. And in fact, it's probably these habits and this time that we spend thinking about these things that has brought us to this point where we're actually willing to share it in a medium like a podcast. So I don't want to dominate the conversation, (laughs) but I want to um, just kind of start us on the path of like, you know, have you ever, have you heard about morning routines? Um, are they something that you do? Are they, um, do you have a way to connect to your own philosophy or something bigger? Do you have, have habits that pour into you and, and fill you up and help you um, continue along the path to the person you envision to be? And all of these things are things that we intentionally talk about and intentionally try to do and incorporate into our day. So I think probably it makes sense to start with a, with daily, sort of the small, the smaller habits that we have. No? Mm-hmm. You're being quiet over there. Oh, I'm just thinking. So, um, I mean, I, I think we should also talk about why it's important. Okay, let's start there. Because I'm, I'm certainly not as disciplined with it as you. Like my habits kind of fluctuate in terms of, um, you know, what I focus on and what I sort of need to work on and or um, like how much I need to do it in terms of, I think I, I like all good things, I can get carried away with things too. So, uh, <laughs> so the, uh, but the, 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 thing to keep in mind about why it's important, I think, is that 
ultimately we're we're wired our the our lizard brain our limbic system are, is wired to keep us safe right so i think it's uh, we all have a tendency and some of us maybe do it more than others but it, it's a certainly a human tendency to worry right and mm. so fear and what if and um all of that sort of is is a natural place to go because our our brain is designed or wired to, it's, it's wired to keep us safe so it's always looking for a danger in a situation so if we're trying to grow you know essentially we're trying to step into a uh, a bigger version of ourselves a lot of times we're trying to overcome habits of negativity or habits of negative thinking or habits of fear um thing fears that may have been instilled in us in you know our subconscious from an early age that we we pick up like most of our uh, subconscious programming and 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 um view of the world at, in our childhood um uh, we're in fact wired to have um to make these distinctions from about you know age 0 to 6 years old or so and then um there's some research i was reading that it actually happens beforehand like in the womb sure and then if you get into epigenetics you're going deep into the ancestral part of these yeah so spheres. um you know if, if you truly want to be a better version of yourself live a bigger life uh you know uh, have uh you know a bigger impact than uh maybe you know the your peer group or your family members or your uh, or simply live in tune with what you feel is right for you sometimes right. bigger is not the Well, all right, but it's yeah. a change. As I guess what I'm saying, yes. you, know, you want things to be different. If you don't want to just keep repeating the same uh mistakes in your life, if you don't want to keep uh you know it, it, everything, you know, same 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 and you'll be worrying about the same things and then look back on your life and be like, "Well, how did I worry about that so much?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you know, it's important to try to stretch, I think, and try to grow and try to um at least examine um our habits uh because everything's a habit right so it's so um not having a daily ritual or routine is a habit not exercising is a habit not not uh not um doing things that or you know doing things that you shouldn't do is a habit i mean certainly i i have bad habits too and and it's it's uh um <laughs> scrolling you know Instagram yeah. might be a bad habit i have so, yeah i mean so nobody's perfect and it's not about being perfect and it's not it's not to say that wherever you're at right now is wrong or bad or not enough it's just um if you want something different or if you uh want to worry less and achieve more perhaps or uh make a change in your life in some way uh or connect you, to purpose or passion or 
any of those things. Yeah. You, you have to um, put yourself in that place. Yeah. Because your, um, your natural biology is wired to play it safe and be safe and be the same and, and uh, not you know, stick your neck out and not take a chance or take a risk or... Um, so, I mean, that's what it's about. And, and uh, you know, and, and in addition to, you know, maybe being afraid and being, um, being uh, um, you know, worried or, 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 or in, you know, in a place of, of fear or, or what have you, um, you know, I think it's, it's very easy and certainly you can see it in today's climate in terms of, um, you know, I think it's been spilling over into politics, not that we'll go there again, but um, there's a, a, certainly a sense that of maybe ingratitude or like a sense of people not necessarily recognizing how blessed they are and how good they have it and so uh, you know that that to me is an, uh, an um, indicator that people are focused on what they don't have or what somebody else has that they don't have or keeping up with the neighbors or a sense of I should have gotten to this by now or and um, and I think that's a natural place to go. I think that's part of that, you know, we're wired into comparing ourselves to others or, uh, you, you know, focusing on the, the thing that we don't have or that we don't, you know, and, and I know for myself, for example, like, um, you know, I, c I can get really focused on, on a goal or something like that, and if uh, I'm not careful, like I, I end up being focused on the not having of the goal instead of the mm -hmm. the goal, and you know, and the why of the goal, like why is that goal a worthy goal, uh, instead of the, um, it, you know, which is where you should be focused instead instead of being focused on the uh, not having of the goal or like the, how hard the goal might be or whatever, and, and really like where I find that I make progress in life is when I can focus on the, how lucky I am right now and the blessings that, uh, that are in my life and, um, and the, the why of the, the goal instead of the goal itself. Yeah. So let, let's start there. I have a, a couple of different thoughts, but I think gratitude no matter what. Well, that's where I was going. That's well, no matter what that's kind my main, of. That's my main exercise. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's really, I think, when you, when you read a lot of the different um, studies out there or you listen to different people um, or you, you learn the habits of, of a lot of other successful people and, and are trying to gather what they do, gratitude is the top of the list all the time. And... It's, it's such a big part of um, helping us shift into a different vibration, a different mindset. Um, 
it is so helpful. So no matter what kind of routine or habit or things that you're creating, make sure this is going to be like my one, like definitely do this. It's, it's make sure there's a gratitude aspect in there because it's so transformative. And this is something, I, I mean, you can, you can do in the middle of the middle of a moment <laughs> when you're feeling frustrated or, you know, any of those moments that come up during the day when, when it's just like, Oh, like really this again, or, um, having that awareness and being able to switch into gratitude changes everything. Um, I think it was, it was Wayne Dyer who said, um, what I forget exactly the, the quote, but it's like everything when we change, right? What is it? The things we look at change. Oh, I'm going to massacre his quote. No, I think basically that was, I think it's like much the... when we, when we change, how we look at things, the things we look at change. I right. think that's closer to it. Because your brain also wants to make you right, right? So if yeah. you focus, whatever you're focused on, if you're focused on, on you know, oh man, you know, I got this horrible problem that I, uh, I'm, I'm have, I have to deal with, and I wish yeah. I didn't have this problem, and I da 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 da, and like poor me, and I always have these freaking problems, and right, and then so your brain's looking for more problems now, and you'll find them. Mm -hmm. Your brain will make you know your brain will make itself right, whereas you're focused on the blessings that you have, which we all have something, um, and you focus on that, and you, I am blessed, and um, you know my life is wonderful. Well, then you will you will keep seeing that, and your brain will keep finding that for you, and keep because because you're, but it, but it takes it takes a little bit of mastering your thoughts, and and it takes habits and ritual like it, 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 you have to develop that habit you have to develop that skill set of, and master your thoughts to the degree that um you know you you have some control over it i can't I, I'm right sure, i don't know um, <laughs> that you can never fully control it but it's not about that it's just about recognizing when you're in that state of uh, consciousness, which is not gratitude, and which is worry and fear and uh, lack, and um, being able to turn that around and shift into a place of gratitude and um, your awareness of your blessings and being thankful for your blessings. And the 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 constant, like how how you say, like being aware and taking and developing that skill. So. This was a huge mindset shift for me that took place about a year, a year and a half ago. But I also, I've been continuing to work on it. Like it still is in process. But in, in, my, in my life, I was always kind of surrounded by um, self-improvement information, books, um, spiritual information, Eastern philosophy. Uh, I have a minor in world religion. Like I was always fascinated and interested in different ways of thinking and, and, um, thought and how we can, you know, how we improve ourselves and all of that. So if we, if we look at the, what do they call it now? Self-help aisle or Personal development, personal development is like the more modern term. If we look at that section, I probably have read 
or come across some most of the things in that aisle at this point because um, I just had a very early introduction to it but I always thought until a year and a half ago I always thought like at some point something would just click and everything from that point on would just be amazing and and perfect and successful and until I found that thing that clicked then like I wasn't doing it right I wasn't figuring it out like something was missing right and it wasn't I I was I was at an event um, again personal development event and I listened to a leader who I now coach with which is another part of our habits um, and she talked about the daily work of this. And it wasn't until I really understood her, her, the way she described, like every single day, stuff comes up to affect your mindset. Stuff is going to happen to you. And to develop the skill of being aware of your thoughts, being able to accept or reject those thoughts, being able to turn them around into a, a state of gratitude, into a, you know, creating the story that you want to state, uh, that you want to see, it did not. I did not understand that like there wasn't going to be something that just clicked and magically everything was great. It is a daily process. It is a daily practice, I guess would be the word. And so that that's where these habits come into play is because it is a daily practice. And so in the past year and a half, I have started to fall in love with the practice of it, the, the growing awareness, the process. Um, and I think so often we, we look in our society, we look at those people who have made it or have, have done something we admire or gosh, we're surrounded by Instagram influencers, right? And we think, oh, what did they, they must just have, it must just have happened but it's not the the more i understand about all of this it's not that it is the small things repeated over and over again in your life it's the small moments where you choose gratitude over frustration um or uh confidence over fear you know these these different habits that we can develop and this is such a transformation for me in realizing that it's the small daily work that helps us grow, that helps us really um, come into a deeper understanding. So, so I'm curious, Joe, what do you do? What is your gratitude practice? Do you have something specific that you do or does it change? Uh, it changes a little bit, but the, the foundation is uh, I journal. So mm -hmm. I, I try to journal every day. Um, I don't necessarily actually do it every day, but I do it several times a week. And um, the first thing I do is I, is I um, sort of sit down to, um, you know, exercise my, my brain, kind of get in the right place. The, the first step for me is always to um, list some things I'm grateful for. Is that before or after coffee? During. <laughs> Coffee's made. Sit down. We'll have to make the coffee. You're making first. the coffee, yes. And then, yes. <laughs> Just. Sometimes, so, I yeah. eat, sometimes I eat first, too, or usually I do. Mm -hmm. So usually it's food. <laughs> make coffee, make food, eat food, 
drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Journal. So, so something that I have had, so for me, um, another realization that I had about my morning routine was learning to not be so militant about it. Well, that's the thing is I was yeah. doing that and then I got into that and I was kind of, so I've been less militant and, and I, um, and sort of more happy go lucky and a little more easygoing about it. But I, it, that came with also a, a, I had that sort of shift in mindset where I, instead of trying to achieve a goal for the sake of the goal, I had been much more focused on the, um, the, um, you know, the, the service behind it, like the, the why behind, like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, I have lots of goals and I find them all easy to achieve, except, uh, when it comes to practice, like I, I, I always, um, or, you know, I, or I did always feel like I, I you know, I get stuck in practice at like certain numbers and, and as far as like, you know, how many people I would adjust in a, in a week and um, not that I needed to see more, but I, I, I want to see more and I, I'm capable of seeing more and it's good for me to see more. It's good for more people if more to people get adjusted. Are getting care. Mm -hmm. Um, it means if I'm doing a better job of what I'm doing, that means people are referring um, to me, right? So it's a so it's a reflection of how effective I'm being and how how um, how much value I'm creating for people. Um, it, it's reflected in in the referrals that I receive and the number of family members and a given family that are coming in and and um, participating. So um, it's definitely. Uh, I don't know why I can never remember that. What was it? It's the significance versus contribution. Contribution versus significance, right? So, so um, I that was a big shift for me because I realized, even though I kind of like in my head I could wrap, like I I can logically understand why there's so many reasons it's good to. To grow in, in practice um, for whatever reason when I get focused on a number or as, as far as like setting a goal like and I start thinking about that number um, you know I'm thinking about the, the significance of that number mm -hmm. instead of the contribution I'm making as I'm doing that and I, and I you know I never really like I don't I don't feel like I don't feel feel like I do it for the sake of doing it or that I do it, you know, to make more money or that I do it to, um, for any other reason that, you know, other than that it's good to do it, but for, for, it's just the way my brain works somehow that like, if you, now if I put a number on it, then it's like, you know, there's that number represents a certain like significance in because I set a goal around a number, as right. opposed to the uh, the contribution that, that I'm making when I do that. And boy, I tell you, as soon as that clicked, um, you know, it, it, not that I still didn't have rituals, but I, you know, I, I didn't feel like um, militant about that because you know I was because I had to do the ritual to get to the goal, or I had to, right, you know. Um, 
just do the ritual because it's good to do the ritual and uh, and it helps you be in service and more contribution in your practice right absolutely. and life right so it's it's the you know regardless of what the number is there's it's better you're you are better when you have gone through that ritual in your day yeah would you say that well of course and then i mean and i I don't know like maybe this is where you're going but in terms of the above down inside out and you know being connected to purpose and being connected to something bigger than myself and being connected to uh what i do and why i do it and um somehow there's magic that happens and the number gets bigger, right? The, mm-hmm. uh, the, the energy, the, um, the, uh, you know, the attraction, you know, and, um, if you call it the law of attraction or what, but I, you know, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I don't think, it, I think, you know, the idea, people that are critical of the idea of law of attraction, right? Cause that became a very well-known thing with the secret sure. and all that, right? They're like, oh, you can't just focus on something and, and it comes and it's, well, it's so, you know, and, well, and, and that's, that's true. That's, it's, it's totally true, right? Because uh, if that was the case, you could just you could just attract all kinds of stuff. But but the idea that being in in um, in line with something bigger, like some, that that or something, uh, you know, being in line with the the contribution that you're making that is. Um, what you're bringing to the table, I guess I should say, right? The, yeah. The, uh, the, be, it, you know, have me on the same wavelength vibrationally as whatever it is that you, you want more of in your life. Uh, it totally does. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny because, um, so I've learned via, so Melissa Pepping, my coach, she coaches with Bob Proctor, and he teaches that there is a more foundational law to the law of attraction and that's the law of vibration and that's exactly what you just said which is in order to in order to be in the place where you not just you're not just attracting things you know willy-nilly like sitting in your chair but you're by by vibrating by bringing yourself into the state that is um, capable of attracting those things you then go into action Right, so you're you're at that place where that can be attracted, and your action then reflects it. And your, I'm sure, when you're in that place, your conversations are different, and your connection with people is different, and everything is different because you're, like you said, you're at a different vibration. Um, so the law of vibration is considered primary to the law of attraction. You're not wrong, and that's true. But I can also think about think fondly about how I can help somebody who hasn't been in for a while and then they show up so there (laughs) (laughs) yes I I, there's a connection there there's right but it doesn't mean I did anything other than the thought which of course that is doing a thing right know, which is why rituals are important yes yes um but 
I think a lot of people all the time and they show up. I mean, it happens to everybody, right? It, it happens. happens. Yeah, you think about someone and they call on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's elements of that for sure. So when I was talking about being, you know, learning to not be militant, for me, when I first started learning and, and practicing morning routines, like, I had a very static way of thinking they had to be like similar to just my journey with personal development in general like oh when I get it right everything will be everything else will just fall into place like then I you know perhaps and subconsciously that I won't have to do any more work because it'll just be the way it is um I want to speak so to that too. what I want to talk about that too but yeah so so like for example my morning ritual like and I don't even remember what it was at this point, but like, you know, so many minutes of yoga, so many minutes of meditation, so many minutes of reading, so many minutes of journaling, you know, trying to make sure I fit in all the pieces of like, you know, what it is that I was, you know, I needed to do all the things for the, you know, for the right amount of time in the right amount, right order. And, and then I would have a good day. But what happens? Like, freaking life happens, right? Like there's, it's very hard, I think, and maybe this is a story that I'm making up, but it's very hard to maintain that, especially when you have young children and, um, to continually show up every day in the same exact way and have it, you know, I was missing the point, right? Like yes. the point was not to do all of the things mechanically the point was to connect and, and change my vibration and make sure that I'm connecting to something bigger and make sure that I feel I'm in that place of gratitude and I'm in that place of um, excitement for my day and I'm in that place of envisioning like who am I going to connect with and how am I going to help them and what is our day going to look like and how am I going to show up with my kids today and how am I going to show up with you today and and um, bringing myself to a better place. And so for a long time, I struggled with the morning routine because like it wasn't perfect. Like it wasn't working. And then if I had a day where I missed the morning routine, I was like, oh, well, my whole day is shot now. How am I going to do like, how am I going to be in a place? Like, how am I going to be in a good place? And so when I, when I let go of that need to construct that, and realize like the point of it all, right? What is the point of it all? Um, and then created habits. So I'm going to say instead of like, and not necessarily like a timeline, but like created small habits that were doable to get me in that place. It changed everything because some mornings I might only have five, 10, 15 minutes. Some mornings I might have an hour. And that's glorious. Like that's wonderful when I can when I can spend an hour. But when I figured out what worked best for me, that was when I, everything changed. And I said, okay, this is what you know. And and a lot of this changes sometimes on a daily basis. The most important question I ask is, you know, what what is going to what is going to help me right now. Like, what do I need right now to move into that place? And then I know what I need to do. Do I need to stretch? Do I need to do some yoga? Do I need to sit quietly and just be still 
for a little bit? Do I need to, you know, in journaling, journaling, I would say is almost always a piece of my morning. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes I'm simply making a list of like top 10 things I'm grateful for. Like just going through that step. Most often it's reading and then listening or reading my own um, vision statement or script, depending on what you would call it. And, and, you know, sort of envisioning what it is that I'm creating, but I don't hold any of those things more sacred than the purpose now, which is getting myself to the, the place where I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling grateful. I'm ready to contribute. I'm ready to be in that place of contribution as opposed to feeling like, Oh my gosh, I missed, I missed my meditation session. Now what am I going to do? My whole day is ruined. Because right. that certainly was not the point. All right, so so we got to talk about um, because that's a really good point, and I think and I and I did it for a long time too, and I think probably everybody goes through this, where like what you said, right? Like if I could just like do this, or if I was you know incorporated this, or if I could be more of this, then everything will be easy, right? Yes. Everything will be. Um, just come to me and like the magic will happen and I could just sit back and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I certainly probably I had that in my head for like 20 years, I think. So the, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> or I mean, more accurately, like, you know, 40 years, I guess. But the, uh, the idea that, well, so first of all, you know, I'm not saying everything is hard or it has to be hard either, right? But um, uh, nothing's easy or hard. It's just, it just it depends on the meaning that you give it, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so th- there will always be challenges, I guess is a safe word to use. And the difference is, you know, do you view them as, uh, you know, that you're a victim of this hard thing now or that it's an opportunity for growth? It's an opportunity to be better. It's... Uh, it's uh, a chance to flex the muscles you've been developing, right? So um, that is like change, like having that difference in outlook, and you know that's what comes from um, you know doing the work mentally and recognizing the the meaning that we're giving the things, right? And when you do recognize that, and you see that the challenge is just it just is what it is, and it's. Uh, it's something that you have an opportunity to better yourself, opportunity to, to, to grow from it, right? Because we don't, you don't grow, you know, you don't get stronger by, by uh, not challenging yourself. You get stronger by, by doing things that are harder, right? I mean, that's just, right. you're trying to build muscles, you put heavier weights on. If you're trying to run faster, you, you, uh, you go for longer, faster runs. Like it's, so, um, so that that was you know one thing that I wanted to address out of what you said, and then um, I forgot what the other one was. The uh, what else did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to rewind. Um, Not having it perfect. Oh right, right, right. right. So, so well, that and the just the and it's kind of the same thing, but the the if. Or you know when I get to 
this, then I'll be happy, right? Mm -hmm. So the sort of the quest for happiness versus the quest for joy. Well, what does that mean, right? Well, the quest for happiness would be like the happiness is out there. And, you know, when I get this, then I'll be happier when I do this, right? And I mean, that's what drives consumerism, for God's sakes, right? Like, it's like, sure. if I could just have that car, then I'd be happy, right? Mm -hmm. Versus... And then what happens when you get that car? When you see something yeah. better, or like yeah. you start finding problems with that car. It wasn't always cracked up to be, or it breaks down a lot, or like, now nah, you got to wash it all the time. <laughs> you know, so... Right. Um, so the... Uh, that, but then, the, but versus joy, right? So what's the, what does that mean? What's the difference? Well... Meaning the, the joy in the experience, mm -hmm. the joy in the moment, the joy in, you know that living in a place of gratitude gives you and, and, and of service to others and contribution to the world and um, you know whatever it is that, that you find joy in and you know doing that right so that that's the um, the, the difference, right? So I don't know. I think uh, um, you could use this example in like so many ways, right? I mean, so like I think a lot of people think, well, you know, if I, you know, if I could just get, uh, you know, that perfect, uh, you know, uh, woman, man, you know, in my life, then I'd be happy, right? And right. Uh, versus, you know, the joy in. Um, meeting people and relating to people and, and you know and dating or whatever right and 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 and, and uh, doing that and then you know allowing one thing to lead to another or the, you know if i could just um you know make more money then i'd be happy right and and versus the taking pleasure in and, and seeing the joy in you know whatever it is that you do that that fills you with purpose and meaning and and enjoying the the ride that and, and you know and then you know riding that wave to greater success right so uh i mean i don't know there's probably a million examples but i mean that's the uh well and and so often this this comes down to again awareness and choosing choosing what story you have around it right so um, Bob Proctor and, you know, Melissa, my coach, they will say, everything just is. And then we get to choose the story around it. Everything just is. And so she gave a great example a few months ago. Uh, and I think at this current time, probably a lot of parents can relate. So, um, I connect with a lot of, uh, a lot of moms who work, who work from home and, as is the nature of my business. And when the lockdowns happened, when COVID happened, right? What happened? Everyone came home and the kids were home. Um, for many people, that was a new experience. They were working from home. The kids were home trying to do school. It was a lot. Um, it still is a lot. It's a very, um, it can be a very stressful situation. And one of um, one of the conversations came up about like okay, and this was in my coaching group, and she was like, I you know I want to focus on my business, I want to grow this, but the kids you know they're they're here, I hear them, they're they're always asking for something, like it's just it's very hard to figure out that balance, and um, 
the example that she said, she's like, okay, like, let's, let's take a look at this. Like so many of us are in this situation right now. Our kids are home and we can choose. Everything just is. Our kids are home. We can choose. Are we going to say, oh my gosh, it is so stressful. It is so hard. I can't concentrate. My kids are yelling at each other in the other room. Like they're trying to do school. I'm trying to do this. Like this is just, you know, insane. And that's one choice. Or same circumstances. Do we say, how amazing that I get to be, I, that we get to do this. My kids are in the other room. I get to hear how they interact with each other. I get to be connected with them more closely than I would have been if they were at school and I was at work. Um, what a blessing to have this moment in time that is completely unique and we get to figure it out together. Um, it's a whole different perspective, right? And it's, it's that shift between thinking about the lack, thinking about what you don't have, thinking about what's frustrating versus thinking about what are the solutions? What are the, what are the positives? What can I be grateful for right now? Um, in a few years, our kids will be off doing their own thing. Like this is a moment in time that I will never get back. Right? Mm -hmm. So how can I appreciate it? And, and any circumstance can really, you know, we can think about those things. Um, what came to mind was like that simple task of doing the dishes, right? <laughs> like doing the dishes is one of those things that happens every day. <laughs> it just keeps happening. <laughs> and we're never going to escape doing the dishes or doing laundry or whatever that, whatever that chore is for you. Right. But is there a way for us to enjoy it? If we know it's going to happen every day, can we look at it as an opportunity for something versus a chore versus a, oh, like more dishes? There's always dishes instead of, I'm so glad I get this opportunity to just slow down for a moment. I can be here. I can, we have, we have warm water that comes through a faucet that allows me to wash these dishes. Um, we, have dishes we have a roof over our heads like there's so many ways to to think about the blessings of that moment but even if if our only blessing is to just take a pause and and have that moment where you get to just breathe or to think or you know so often we're rushing 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 like what a great moment to pause right if we think about it in that way it's just an idea but again it comes back it comes back always to gratitude, right? But making that choice, realizing that you have a choice, that we all have choices in how we look at these different, all the, all the obstacles and all of the things that come in our direction, we always have a choice. And as we develop those habits and we develop these, you know, the practices, they help us in those moments throughout the day recognize those choices as opposed to just functioning on autopilot and flying through the day and feeling like we had no, we just were reacting to things instead of intentionally responding. Well, I feel like um, that brings us kind of full circle and, and also leads to the, the Haiti story, right? Like the mm. Jillian Haiti story. <laughs> yes. 
now every time we're like, oh gosh, they, they just need a trip to Haiti. Well, <laughs> yeah. when our kids get, when our boys get old enough, we're just going to, that's, that's the plan folks. That's what we do. So, um, there's, you know, again, not to get political, but geez, there's a lot of frustrated young people that are, uh, um, you know, they, they, they feel like, uh, you know, they, they don't have everything they're supposed to have. And so they're, you know, taking it out and, you know, calling for socialism and weird things. And so... Well, or we can just take it back to <clears throat> teenagers. Well, tend right. to be, you know, they... Their worldview... Because they... they developmentally is very self-focused. And so not to sound like an old codger, but, you know, but the, <laughs> you know, kids today, they... Uh, like they all they know is what they they have been exposed to from birth, right? So right. so the idea that they have and then they see Instagram and they go, hey, those people yes. have some pretty nice stuff. Um, and and I get it. Some people have legitimate hardships. So I mean, I'm not trying to to make light of it, but I, um, I, but I I think there's a lot of it that is um, they're focused on the wrong thing, right? And so. I'll tell the story of Jillian, my daughter, who's now 19, and um, by all accounts seems seems to have turned out pretty well. I'm pretty pleased with um, her and the fact that not only does she have a career that she um, she made happen herself, she made a decision in her last couple of years of high school to, to get all of her high school credits done as a junior so she could attend Votech as a senior and, and get her cosmetology license in one year, graduate with a license and, and start you know, working, which she's been doing. Of course, got laid off because of COVID. Um, so then um, decided you know she would like to go to school after all, but she's able to work on the weekends and contribute to the cost of that. And so she's doing classes and she's doing work and she's making money. And she's taking and, a huge ownership role in all of it. And she owns it. Really and uh, I, I couldn't be happier, um, which is a far cry from, you know, when she was what? When did we do this Haiti trip? Was she 15? You know, like 14? Yeah, I think so. I, 14, I, I, 15. 14, um, you know, I could have killed her. So, <laughs> but she's still here. Um, and uh, yeah, so she was certainly not in a place of gratitude and was. Um, you know, just, you know, not enough, not enough, and not, uh, you know, moody, and um, whatever, you know, and uh, and like a lot of kids are, and, you know, I, I certainly, you know, I mean, I've always sort of felt like, you know, that I do right by her, being like her mother, and I got divorced when she was young, and, you know, all this stuff, and like, what can I do? But then, you know, it just gradually became more and more obvious that she just has no concept of how good she has it <laughs> as, uh, as, most of as, us do as a middle-class, uh, American youth, you know? So I, um, have a dear friend who is, uh, he has, so he's a chiropractor. He takes, uh, chiropractors and chiropractic students on mission trips to Haiti, where he also, um, has built a church and an orphanage and, um, you know, takes care of all these orphans and they, they, uh, 
um, you know, the, the money that he makes by you know, bringing chiropractic students to Haiti so that they can um, get immersed in, in uh, you know, caring for uh, all these people. Um, you know, goes into supporting the orphans and the orphanage and, and the philanthropy that he does there. And uh, just a great guy named Pete Morgan. I've known him for a long time. And so uh, I went to there on one of the trips with Jillian. Uh, of course, you know, I went and, and uh, mentored students and adjusted hundreds and hundreds of Haitians. And, you know, it's an amazing thing. You set up in the, in the street, my little portable chiropractic table with, you know, a few other, you know, with some students and the people just kind of swarm you and um, line up and they, 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 there's a language barrier, but they, they get adjusted and they light up and they, they're so happy and they run and they grab their children and they bring you their children to adjust and, and uh, it's great. And so um, Jillian just got to tag along as uh, sort of like support crew, um, you know, we'd set her up. You know, we'd put all our bags in a pile in, in the corner someplace, and she'd sit there, and all of the small children were attracted to her. Like, uh, <laughs> She's like a magnet. Ma magnetically, and, um, you know, and, and she loves kids, and so she would play with these kids. But, you know, the, the, like, the, the things that we take for granted in our country, like being able to go over to the wall, and there's a little box with a dial, and you could change the temperature in the room, and you mentioned running water and clean running water. You can go to the bathroom like in a bowl that then you can flush that and it's clean and there's fresh water in there <laughs> and you don't have to go outside and, and like, you know, lift up a, a, a sheet of, uh, of aluminum or, you know, roofing material laying over a pit and, you know, that that's, you you know, have that as your bathroom, you know, you have, uh, a, you know, a toothbrush in your bathroom, I'm sure. Uh, and you know, and the fact that I mean, most people are walking around with uh, a uh, device like the one we're recording this on right now that has got more uh, access to information and, and technology than um, astronauts had, like when I was a kid. Uh, you know, the, the, but kids today they don't know life without that, right? And um, you know, everything is bigger and it's better than it was. And, and, you know, the people think that things are getting worse and worse and worse. It's not. It's like, you know, that, 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 you know, they think past generations had it easier. They did not. They had bigger families and smaller houses. Um, one car, if they, were, if they were doing really well. And, um, you know, they basically, you know, tried to keep the lights and the heat on, right? Like it was, it was uh, a different, uh, completely different experience that, um, you know, if you've never been outside of your world you can't appreciate it whatsoever right and so um, to, to come back to even the most modest of uh, life here after being there and um, you know and of course there I mean it's not even like us in the past it's like you know people like people don't have floors right the floor is made of dirt like they um, if they do acquire any items like if missionaries would bring instruments you have to bring the kids um, brass instruments, right? They can't have guitars because um, as soon as it rains, their their guitar it's ruined because they they don't have a floor. It's <laughs> there's no place to put their guitar, 
Um, they don't, there's no place to be dry. Like when it rains, there's mud in their house. Like there's, um, it, it's, uh, it's um, absolutely staggering to see. And, and you know, yet many, most of the people that you meet are, are happy. You know, like they're they and appreciative of, of uh, any um, anything we share with them. You know, whether it was our time or our our, uh, our chiropractic care, um, you know, whatever it was, and um, just you know, amazing um, experience. And then you know, Jillian actually wanted to go back, right? And she did. We went back the following. Actually, it ended up being two years later, but um, we, went, we so we've been twice, and um, you know, she was just excited to go even though it's, you know she's not a chiropractor um, she uh, felt like she was part of the team and going out and serving the communities there and um, and came but I mean she came back a totally different person right and like, mm -hmm. and now like everybody that knows us and knows her and saw the difference like they keep asking me to take their kids to Haiti <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because but you know you have to I guess you know see how how the rest of the world lives to appreciate how good we have it in um, you know the United States, and I mean, there's not that we're the best of the best, or that there's not other places that also have good standards of living. But it, I mean, it doesn't get any better though. This is it. This is and well, and and so in terms of so bringing it back because we're we're want to wrap up here but bringing you back to gratitude i mean so one if you can go go to haiti i guess if you're having trouble connecting with gratitude that's a good place to go um but for sure there's you know what kept coming to mind is like no matter what it is haiti might not be on the agenda but if you can find a way to connect with some place or someone that you can contribute to that you can help serve that you can help someone it automatically helps you be in a better state of gratitude um you know locally here there's lots of opportunities to help and you know give a hand up to others um it doesn't have to be an international trip it can be right here in our backyard too that helps contribute to that but I think, you know, it's, there is something to stepping outside of your own bubble and realizing there's, there's people who could, could use your, what you have, or, you know, you can contribute, you can, you know, again, it gets to purpose, which is something that I know you and I talk about a lot and how much purpose plays into, you know, that that feeling of connectedness and like I think we're we're all looking for some sort of purpose and you can do that in small ways um, you know volunteer at a local food pantry um, be you know be aware of different opportunities that happen in the community where people are are needed um, one coming up here around Thanksgiving, which is a huge one that is always really impactful to me. You know, there's, we have a friends of the poor do a Thanksgiving dinner and they serve 3000 people in our community that, um, might not otherwise have a Thanksgiving dinner. You know, how blessed can we be 
to realize what it is that we have. There's always someone who is who would love to have the life that we have, no matter where what state we're in, right? No matter what our circumstances are. If we can look at them with gratitude and as a blessing and really train our brain to look at it a different way, it can be an incredibly miraculous change for us. True story. <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you for joining. I hope you found something helpful here and we would love to hear from you. So send us a message as you journey along with us, share with us some of your morning routines. What have you learned along the way. <laughs>